away. Woohoo! It is a week. No, it's, it's only a week not. away. It's five days. What? It's the 20th. I always Yeah, today, forget. guys, the, the day we're recording is the 20th. It, it might, this episode's going to come out the 20th. The night of the 20th or the morning of the 21st? So it's almost Christmas, and it's my first ever Christmas, and I got a bunch of presents, so I'm excited. And I got my first ever tree. This is this is your, what, 22nd Christmas? In a row. In a row. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't missed one. Never so. missed a Christmas. I've never did a Christmas. Never did a done a Christmas. Did a, Until did now. Done. I mean, I've been to, like, little things because I had some family that did celebrate it, but I never, like, had a tree. I never... Guys, I accidentally stopped the recording in the middle of it, so it's just gonna cut out Jess's face. She was so confused on why I stopped talking, and then she just her mouth just went. I was agape because this bitch he has me befuzzled. Why? Why did you pause it? What happened? I I accidentally clicked space. What happened? Um, Shut up. Anyways, so. Technical malfunction. Yeah, like I was saying, this is my first... God, it's like it's my first podcast episode, too, or something, because I yeah, feel all yeah. over the place. Chris is a rookie in it every is a, area. It, uh, get, get the elephant out of the bag. Um, get the cat out of the Get the elephant out of the out bag of the in the room. This is our first in a while, because we just kept getting sick, and then at some point I was like, I'm done, and now I'm not done. So, we're back. I knew um, he was lying when he said he was guys, done. Guys, so... He was incredibly sh- frustrated this morning trying to record. You gotta hear it. Yeah, this is like our fourth try. I, <laughs> I deleted all those takes. I was getting pissed. We tried to record in my our, our bedroom, <laughs> and we have six guinea pigs, and you could just hear them fucking going off, and it was just too much, and I was starting to get pissed, and I couldn't handle it. I was like, I'm, frustrated. I was like, I'm never going to record an episode again. And I can't help but to hold back laugh. my laughter, you know? I wasn't, okay, I wasn't, like, getting visibly, like, red fucking steaming. I was just getting frustrated. No, you but it looked was... visibly frustrated, uh, visibly okay. pissed. Whatever, whatever you say. Anyways. Just the look on your face. This is episode 11. Um, if we had been doing our two ups, two episodes a week, like we've been planning on the lazy Sunday and the normal Wednesday, this would be episode like 20 by now, maybe more. Yeah. We were gone for a while. We just had a lot of shit going on, you know? Well, yeah. Cause okay. So we took a week break because we all got sick and then we took another two week break cause we all got sick and then we all got sick again cause we had COVID and then we had the flu. Bro, you ain't never had no COVID. No, your family had COVID. Mm, or my mom no, it was someone no, no 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 your mom had covid my mom had covid and then we all got sick with something and then it was the flu and then it was rsv so it's like we keep getting sick i, I am think... the only person to not have gotten sick do you know why why my flu shot i got yeah, my I... flu shot this yeah. year that's the only thing that changed you got it this year or else i would have been horribly fucked up when like, did you get, when did you get your flu shot this year like some when it came out actually like August, September, maybe. I just I I got my flu shot once I think, back when I was supposed to get it as a kid. Yeah. I didn't supposed to get it every year. No, yeah, you should get it every year. It's in my opinion. Well, good to know. You are the nurse here. To be fair. I'm the medic. So. Yeah, you are the medic. Yeah. So today's episode, episode eleven. Welcome us back, guys. Round of applause. Round of applause. Square of applause. Square of Anyways. applause. Anyways. So today's episode is about a missing nine-year-old girl who went back, who went missing back in 2000 and is still missing today. So what would that make her? Th- 32, 31? If that was 22 years ago and she was nine when she went missing, yeah, 31. 
So she'd be 31 today. Her body's never been found. And it's a really weird and creepy case. The way Spooky. it's weird because a lot of the things in it just don't make sense. A lot of the reasons for everything. Um, and we're going to get into that pretty soon. And uh, just I want to just kind of say if you have listened to our other episodes, we're, we're going to I mentioned this in our last one. But in case you missed it, we do have a second show coming out every Sunday where we go over like certain like topics where i don't do a lot of research it's more just kind of conversations about certain things and different news stories and stuff like that and we're kind of saving like all like the the pre-case like chat for those so but we're still gonna smoke weed so before we get into the case so we'll do that but uh yeah this this is i almost said this strain is weird this story is really fucking weird man and i heard about it on the crime junkie podcast which i mean if you're listening to this you probably know about that because that's one of the biggest ones it's an older episode so i didn't feel weird covering it uh like cuz it's not right after they did yeah but uh they did some great research and i i heard it i i don't know i want to say maybe like 4 months ago and it's been on my list for a while and uh, I got a new laptop. I got a Surface Pro to make it easier to do research. So I had a lot of fun researching this. It's not a lot of stuff, but what is there is very compelling and very weird. It's it's hard to explain. Um, but the, yeah, shout out to Crime Junkie. If you are listening to this podcast and you haven't heard them, definitely check them out. They are not like a comedy podcast or anything. They're just straight. They just talk about the case. So if that's something that you prefer... Uh, that tap def- in. yeah, tap in, lock <laughs> in, lock in. What the fuck are you doing? Tap lock in, bitch. in, tap in. Um, and I, I didn't really, I didn't go back and listen to their podcast for any of the research. I did my own. If anything lines up, because I didn't want to plagiarize them in any kind of way. So if anything lines up, I mean, of course it's gonna line up. It's a case. It's not like there's no opinions. You're in not it. straight copying details from yeah, other people. So this is a case. I went and did my own research, and I found this really cool website. I want to shout out before we start smoking and getting into the case. Uh, let me go, let me go to it real quick. It's called. I don't know how you would pronounce this, Octus Reus, A-C-T-U-S dash or hyphen R-E-U-S dot com. It's a cool website I found where, let me go on to it real quick. Um, they have a bunch of timelines for missing persons, very detailed timelines. They only have three cases. One of them is this one, the Aisha Degree is her name, and... Uh, but very detailed. They also have a couple suspicious death timelines. I think it's really cool. It looks like a new website because they only have a few. But, yeah, it's really cool. And I think if you are interested in stuff like this, check it out. There's only five different cases on here. And there's some in- there's some other, like, write-ups on cases. But if you're looking for stuff like the timelines, definitely check this out. It's a cool website. I think it's always good to get a fresh set of eyes, ears on a case, you know? There's always something that somebody's missing, I feel like, and yeah. what, one per- what, one, what one person lacks, another person will make up for, in a sense, you know? Yeah, so that was one of my um, sources. My main one was Wikipedia. It, just, it was very basic, like, overall, and then I got more of, like, the, the details from that one website. I also have an old news article from the Associated Press back in 2000, and I also have an episode of the Inside the FBI podcast I listened to called Searching for Asia Degree uh, on FBI.gov. I found it. So, hope that, I mean, to me, that would have the most accurate information, I would hope. But, I mean, you it's, never know. It's really sad when cases turn into, like, a cold case situation because you know that that file 
is hardly getting looked into at this point, you know. E, b- There's well, no evidence. I really. will say that my the way some I some people do I, pick it up and try to cover it. That's what I was gonna say. Is the I have this outline Which written. That's cool, you know. Yeah, on my Google Docs, I have this outline written for it, and the last thing I have in it is a quote from a detective this year saying that the case. Oh my God. Jesus Christ, that scared the shit out of me. That was my one o'clock alarm to take my medicine that I no longer take. Why do you have it still? Because it helps me keep track of time like I'm used to it, so now I know it's 1 p.m. and it's just like, I, I wouldn't, it'd be weird what? if it didn't go off. This is crazy. It'd be, is it? Okay. Is this the poll? I don't know how I'd word the poll for this episode, because how do you even word that? It's just, it would be weird for me not to have it on still, because... I now I know it's one p.m. Like that's how. Well, I, if it, look it, at the sun placement in the sky. I'm working at one p.m. most of the time. Yeah. That, also, that's close to when I have to get ready to leave. So for work, <laughs> that's true, so that's it's a good true. reminder that hey, the day's almost up. So don't judge me, bitch. Anyways, uh, did I get through my sources? Yes, I did. Uh, what was I talking about before the alarm went off? I can't even remember. That threw me off. Oh, 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 yes. I was saying that, you. yeah, it was a quote saying that the t- from a detective, in, it's in the podcast, because the podcast came out this year, the FBI one, and it's a detective saying, literally, the last word in this quote is, or three words is, it's not cold. And of course, yes, it's cold in the sense that ha- she hasn't been found, but there are people looking into it, and it is a case that I think can have uh, people, like, listeners and people that are into crime, like, can actually make a difference. I think there are enough, there's enough evidence to make a discovery and it just needs to be done and we'll get into it. But before we actually, I get into the case, uh, let's start smoking. Today's strain is... Froyo. <laughs> no, that's going to be next It'll week. It'll never be That's going to be next week, guys. <laughs> Froyo's next week. Uh, today's strain is, uh, oh God. Red jar. Dreamwalker. That's what it is. We might have actually done this one already. I can't remember. It's been so long. But if we did, I don't give a shit. And if we didn't, great. I still don't give it's a shit. It's weed and it's great. Oh, it smells. I kind of. We haven't smoked this one in a while. We smoked it a, a bit. It's been curing. You can tell it's been curing. Yeah, the, the humidity jar. packs are still nice and fresh. So it's nice and. Ooh, that's nice and squishy. Feel like squish that. it, squish we love it. That. Yes. Mm. Very. It's like a, and I just dropped the nug. Oh, I, it landed on my pants. It's okay, it smells guys. Smells pretty good. All right, so let's uh, grind up this bud. This is, I believe, by a brand called Zips. They make a budget bud, and we got it because they were having a Black Friday sale on their ounces for like 40 bucks. I believe, bucks. yeah, that was the deal. So, yeah. yeah, may as well, you know. I'm not the type to go spend $200 on an ounce when I can get weed that gets me just as high for oh it's 60 bucks an ounce yeah, 100 bucks an ounce it's pretty good even. when you could steal an ounce for a decent price as long as it's it not some like a win. some bunk ass like dirt weed and it doesn't even get you high and just ruins if it's your throat shake don't buy it yeah obviously. never buy shake shake is the worst it's just bottom of the barrel weed that's literally exactly you're what it is you're at a dispensary and you're buying shake that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it's like, a little weird, but you could get that on the street right now, like five dollars a G. If you have a grinder or like old bags of weed, just 
dump them all out into a Ziploc bag. And there it is. And there's your shake. Yeah. Like that's, and you could, you could probably find an ounce within if you keep your old weed bags, it's if you bad. get mylars or jars, you know? I don't know though. I can't really speak on it because I haven't tried shakes from like the dispo. Maybe I have they're good. They're, they're not. I mean, they're whatever. It's just, like I said, it's bottom of the barrel weed. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's what... It's the crumbs that don't make it. But maybe they do something different, you know? To maybe, where but hits. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I never hear it. Dude, that grinder is so squeaky. You hear that? Oh God! I need to get a new grinder, guys. Listen WD to the podcast so I can bitch. afford a new grinder. Yeah. Well, they're they're cheap as fuck on no, Amazon. No, I know. I'm joking. Sis. We could just go to Puffs and get one. Ooh. How's it smell? I smell it when it's ground up. It's a lot. It's actually surprisingly more subtle when it's ground up, but. I like it. All right, let's load it up in the bong, shall we? It's probably subtle to us, but like... Yeah, we're just used to the smell of weed, I yeah. guess, in the end. Yes. Okay. Found the lighter. It was lost for a bit. It was stuck in his anus. It was actually like under my ball sack. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. So you Are they warm? Is it warm at It's least? a little damp. Damn. <laughs> what is dripping? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like it's a cave or something. But it's like a thick damp, like almost like a jelly consistency. Like you're having discharge or something. <laughs> Chris is having discharge, bro. Okay. There's something just, wrong um, with you, babe. Yeah, we you should see a doctor at that. We point. came into this episode a little high, by the way. So we actually like just went and smoked a few bowls. All right, let's start smoking, then we'll get into the case. <laughs> No, I don't think it's just us, because sometimes weed can taste really strong, but that is just so... I don't think we're just used to it. Yeah, it is kind of a, um... A less potent tasting smelling weed. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it packs a punch and gets as high as buck, though, because... We've smoked it before, and I'm sure I it's mean, fine. Now, we just... now that it's cured a little bit more... Does that matter? I mean, I the like longer it, the fr- it cures, uh, no, the I better the f- it's supposed to be. But it's not be. cured because it's not on the, the plant, right? I don't. I, I'm not that good at like that kind of shit, so don't ask me. All right, let's finish up this bowl. I want to get into this case because I've been dying to tell you this because it's it is really just so interesting. Also, I just want to apologize because if you hear some cars passing, yeah, we're in our garage. We might have mentioned this already. Mmm, that smells really good. It smells kind of like coffee beans. Not like coffee, but like coffee beans. The or, li- or like the, the dirt powder. What is it? Is that just, or is that just pre-ground coffee beans? That's like yeah. pre-ground, yeah. I, I do not like coffee, so I... um. I, oh, it's I, one of my favorite drinks. I, I just... Besides soda. I, I can't. I can't do it. I don't know why I can't, but I can't. All right. You ready? Okay. You should answer, but I'm going to take that as a yes and start anyways. So you this is take it as This is Asia Degree. Like I said, I'm just going to list my sources one more time. Octus Reis? I don't know. I said I spelled in the beginning. You can go fucking back if you really care. Wikipedia, an old uh, Associated Press article from 2000, and the podcast Inside the FBI from the FBI.gov website. Uh, searching for Asia Degree is the name of that episode. If you want to listen to it, I listened to it, and it was pretty good. It was a little... Uh, like overproduced because you know it's fbi so if you like the more just kind of people talking like us then you might not like it but if you're into that kind of stuff go check it out i'm talking a little too long because i'm a little high let's get into it (laughs) chris is ready okay he's gay so i'm gonna start off with 
uh, Aisha's early life because I just feel like it's a little important to know who she is as a person because that really matters. It contributes to the case. But it, especially in this one. Um, Aisha, her real name is Jaquilla, or J- I think is how you pronounce it. I'm going to help. Aisha Jaquilla Degree was born on August 5th. Here, you can look at what's pronounced. See? Or how spelled. That's definitely Jaquilla, right? <laughs> I don't. I, I want to say no so bad, but what? you could keep going. Okay. Well, Aisha Jaquilla Degree was born on <laughs> August. Shut the fuck up. August 5th. It's not funny. This is a missing <laughs> child, you cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> Jaquilla. That's not her real name, I swear to God. But If it is, you're going to look like an asshole. You know that? <laughs> Hoping this anniversary will be different, Aquila appealed directly to anyone who made Aquila, Aquila, Aquila. Hope, now you you just made yourself look like a fool in front of everyone. In front of T-Dog. I was going to say, you just made yourself look like a fool in front of T-Bone. So T-Dog is walking dead. Oh, T-Bone oh is Arrested Development. Right? Yes. It's a T-Dog. It's T-Bone. It's T-Bone. You just made yourself look like a fool in front of T-Bone. I don't know. Sorry, T-Bone. All right. Aisha Jaquilla Degree was born on August 5th, 1990 to Harold and Aquila Degree. So just Aquila. I swear to God. Tell me that's not Aquila. Aquila, Aquila, Aquila. You're going to look like a fool. Stop laughing. Akia, In front of T-Bone. No. The couple married on Valentine's Day, 1988 and by all accounts, had a happy and great marriage. Both parents worked jobs close to their home in Shelby, North Carolina, and their first kid, a son, was born in 1989 named O'Brien, and Aisha was born in 1990, a year later. Since their parents both worked jobs, both kids were expected to let themselves in and out after school and be there when they got back. The family was very religious, and the kids' lives centered around their family and religion, uh, Christians, I believe. Oh. Uh, both of them were kept very sheltered, and uh, they would just go from home to school to church. Church girls. And just there and back, you know, go to as church. the days went, and that was it. They read their Bible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Point blank. They also had no, this isn't kind of important, they had no computer in the home, and they, they had no access to the internet. So this is important for later. And in a 2013 interview with Jet Magazine, Aquila is quoted saying, Every time you turned on the TV, there was some pedophile who had lured somebody's child away via the internet, which is, you know, the reason they didn't have internet in the house. Like I said, very, you could maybe say overprotective, and that could be seen as a reason this might have happened, but we'll find out later. Yeah, because she's so sheltered, she there's like no way she could protect herself at that point, because all she knows is a sheltered life. True, but also, it's very weird, so you'll see. Aisha was known as a sweet young girl. Her classmates said she was funny, lighthearted, and seemed always happy. And uh, her uh, her family added that she was also shy and cautious, and had a fear of dogs, which is also important. Does she get attacked by a fucking dog or no, something? No, just, we, we don't know what happened to her. That's the thing. It's very no, weird. No, I mean, yeah. But it is uh, very important that she was very cautious and just had a fear of dogs, which means, we'll get back into it later. Okay. Uh, she loved to play basketball with her team, the Falston Elementary Bulldogs. Remember, she's only nine at this time. Yeah. And uh, so still in elementary school. And she just was uh, reported to have a love of sports just in general, not just basketball. And uh, she was also said to be a star player on her team. And this might be important, it might not be, but only two days before her disappearance, she fouled out during a big basketball game and she wasn't able to compete for the rest of the match. 
and her team ended up losing the game. And there now this is why it might be important or not. I have a couple different reports. Some say she was extremely upset and her mother said she had to calm her down all day, but by the next day seemed things seemed to be better. But I also have reports from like the coach saying that she was over it within 20 minutes and she was laughing with her team. So it's a weird, weird report and I don't think I just think it's a just maybe the parents Who's thought lying? I don't think anyone's lying. I think maybe someone's just overstating it. Um but regardless by the next day it was better and this is 2 days before her disappearance. And it's not known if this incident had anything to do with the events that would follow, but it is something that is really can only be left up to speculation. At the time of her disappearance, like I said, Aisha was just nine years old in the fourth grade with a lot of time ahead of her and a family who, till this day, has never stopped searching for her and continues to do everything they can to get this case out there. And that's why I think it's also a really important case to talk about. Yeah. And uh, I also have a note, like I said, Wikipedia claims she was mildly upset while an episode of the Inside the FBI podcast claims it was worse than that. So that's what I'm saying is it's it, it might just be... Uh, Kind of like a game of telephone thing where it gets mixed up. Uh, Alright, so now we're going to get into the actual disappearance. So on February 11th, I believe it was a Friday, um, Aisha was starting a three-day weekend. So it must have been Friday. Uh, that day, since school was closed and Aisha's parents had to work, the kids spent the day at their aunt's house. So this is also a timeline you got to pay attention to. It's really weird. So this is February 11th on Friday. The next day on Saturday, this is the day of the basketball game I was talking about, so two days. And on Sunday, February 13th, the kids went to church from, I read, a relative's house, but my guess is it's the aunt because they were at the aunt's house on the 11th. Mm-hmm. And then they returned back home afterwards, uh, like back home to their parents' house. And around 8 p.m. that night, the kids were tucked into bed by the parents, Harold and Aquila, and in the pa- or in the bedroom that both kids shared so both kids were tucked together like not in the same bed but in beds next to each other so this is around 8 p.m around an hour later a car accident took out the power in the area including their house so when the power came back on around 12 30 a.m so this is now february 14th harold went to check on the kids and they were both sleeping in the room so this is 12 30 a.m on the 14th and then two hours later, he checked on them again. So 2.30, they're still both in their room sleeping. And um, then a little bit after 2.30 a.m., the son, probably, I think he's 10 at this point, he says he hears Aisha's bed squeak, but he didn't bother to check because, I mean, you know, it's just a bed squeak. She could just be moving. That's what he said he assumed, which, I mean, of course. That's not weird to me at all. Plus, he's 10. Um... So it's sometime between when he checked, when he heard that, and 6.30 a.m., where investigators say that the nine-year-old girl, who was, you know, known to be really sheltered, scared of dogs, all that, grabbed a pre-packed backpack and just left. Gone? So she just left her own house somewhere between maybe 3 a.m. I don't believe that. I do believe it. And there's reasons why I believe it. Now... There, she, there definitely was a backpack that she packed. That's not up to debate. She packed it. She packed multiple outfits and some things, and she grabbed it and walked out the house. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but that's all I'm going to say about it for now. And so anytime between around 2.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., 
that's when Aquila woke up to get the kids ready for school. She got she was getting a bath ready, everything re- like everything ready for them, their clothes, all that, breakfast, and she went to wake up them up at six thirty, and that's when she found only the sun in the bed, and Aisha was nowhere to be found. So she couldn't also she assumed maybe you know she got up, and was in the house somewhere. She was nowhere to be found in the house, and uh, she told the dad Harold, and he said maybe that Aisha was at his mom's house next door uh the grandma i think she might live across the street and she wasn't there either so that's when the m- mom is saying she qu- she's quoted saying that's when i went into panic mode i heard the car next door and then it says dot 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 so i think they retracted some stuff i put shoes on and ran outside after this harold the dad called the police and that's when the search and investigation began so by 6.40, and I wrote amazing response time, because if she went to wake them up at 6.30, then had time to go check everything <coughs> and call them, by 6.40, the first police officers had, had arrived at their yeah, house. Yeah, that is amazing response So that's fucking time. awesome. Maybe the time is a little off, so it like, could have been maybe 10 more minutes, but still. it can. That's some people bad. say you have to wait An two hour, days, yeah. 24 hours, 48 hours, for an, even a nine-year-old. Yeah. So... It's, that that's great to know. This is the uh, member Shelby, North Carolina, is where this is. So good on you guys. This is this is in the year two thousand, like I said. <clears throat> this is when the first police officers arrived at the degree house. Police dogs were deployed to track the scent, but it led to nothing. They you know they got something, but it just it led to it nothing. It was a cold. Um, Aquila dead went. End. Yeah, it was it was a dead end. It didn't. It just it fell off. Aquila went around the entire town calling for her daughter, and she said in the process of this, she woke up almost the entire neighborhood. And as the day went on, hundreds of those people and more community members, family and friends, police members, helped with the search. Uh, But by the end of the first day, all that was found was a mitten, and Aquila said it did not belong to Aisha. Uh, And the uh, the story of Aisha's disappearance spread around local news stations, and very fast, you know, within the first day. And that's good because two, this is why I think she did leave the house. Two really credible sightings came forward. Um, two completely separate credible sightings. That's why I think they match. So I think they're, that's why I think they're credible. And, you know, the police say they're credible for reasons maybe unknown, maybe I couldn't find. <clears throat> so around 12 p.m. of the day of February, uh, February 14th, so if the search started at 640, it's around six hours later. This is when the first sighting was reported. So 3.45 a.m., the night Aisha left home. So say her dad went in to check on her at 2.30. She was found there. At 3.45, this is when the sighting took place. So it would make sense that the brother heard the squeak of the bed a little bit after the dad checked in. Like He said it was pretty close after. And then that's assuming she, that's when she got up and left. Yeah. So at 3.45 a.m., a truck driver named Jeff Rupe, or Rup, R-U-P-P-E, so I'm not sure. I'm going to say Rup, says he saw a young girl wearing a book bag walking, no, this is important, walking south alone down North Carolina, North Carolina Highway 18. And he's quoted saying, I seen a little girl walking down the road with her book bag. She had on a little dress and white tennis shoes, and her hair was in pigtails. He then turned his truck around to see what was happening, and he's quoted saying, I went back, but she never did look up at me. She looked like she knew where she was going. She was walking at a pretty good pace. 
After turning his truck around yet again to go back to his normal route, he says he saw her, quote, veering off the highway into fog and darkness. And I believe it's a wooded area around the highway. And then around, this is the other tip, around only half an hour later, around 4.15, so separate, separate sightings, but same time, also on Highway 18, they were heading north. Remember, she was found walking south, but these two people were going north. So Roy Blanton Sr. and Roy Jr., his son, were going doing a trucking run going north of Highway 18, where they also saw the same young girl, the white dress, or sorry, not the white dress, the dress, the white tennis shoes, the book bag, alone, walking southbound. And they were worried she might have been hit by a car, so they called on their CB radios. So, like, this is reported. They called on the CB radios to warn other truck drivers in the area that a, about a girl walking. Uh, so, you know, they didn't. she didn't get hit. And Roy Sr. is quoted saying, It was a small figure wearing light-colored uh, clothing. I thought it was a woman. I couldn't tell if it was a child. I thought maybe it was a domestic violence thing where a woman left the house and was out walking, which, that's fair. I can get that that assumption um both these sightings like i said are considered credible but since this case is cold it really just leaves more questions because this really proves that she left the house on her own she's walking Where alone she with the pre-packed that's the thing because there's no computer she doesn't she's like doesn't go around places so if she met someone online like that's be really hard for her to do and keep secret plus she's only nine years old and also, like I said, Roy Blanton Sr. and Roy Jr. said she looked like she, she knew where she was going. Actually, no. That's what the, the first one, I believe. Yeah, that's uh, Jeff Roop. He said, let me go back. She looked like she knew where she was going. She was walking at a pretty good pace. So she was going kind of fast. She left in the middle of the night. But how would she... Now, this is believed to be her, and there's reasons why, because we'll find out later. I'll get into it. But this, I'm 100% positive these sightings are of her. It matches the time. It makes sense because it's kind of close to her house. She's walking the same way, so it's definitely the same person. Yeah. It was a child. <clears throat> so it's just, it's very it's weird. It's scary. She might have ran away, you know, because she didn't really like being sheltered. And yeah. And shit was but, getting a little dicey. But she's nine. That's the when thing that throws a, kid, a wrench in it, though. But, I was but yeah, but trying to run away too. Yeah, but like, I but there's a difference bags. between your household and her household. She was just a little over sheltered, a little religious. It's different than her crack. yes, but at she's nine, she's a nine-year-old under all that pressure. I don't. We'll, we'll, you can't really be a kid in that environment. Let's let's keep going, and then we'll 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 talk a little bit more after I get into the end of the investigation. So on February fifteenth, the next day. Police go to the area of the highway where Aisha had been spotted, of the two sightings, but sadly no clues come from that search. Also, something I want to point out. The first sighting was at 345. The next one was at 415. So she has been walking for at least 30 minutes, but you got to also count the time that she's been walking to get to that first sighting from her house. So she's been probably walking for 50 minutes alone in the middle of the night. She's been said to be scared of dogs and cautious. It's weird. It makes no sense, and I'm positive this is her. I'm positive it's her, too, because it's all the same description. The timing, the timing is so weird. It, it, it runs up too much. Sorry about the coughs, by the way. We're ripping pens in between uh, the story. But yeah, it definitely had to have been her. It's sad. Um, because any situation really could just make a kid pop off. It doesn't have to be this big 
you know, humongous thing. It could just be something small, and then she's packing her bags and leaving, you know? Yeah, I agree. And uh, so I think it's it's good to, you know, keep aware that, yeah, she probably did just up and leave, run away, not even say anything, probably yeah, I mean, intended if, on not. Well, here's the thing. There's no, to be found. here's the thing. There's no arguing that's what happened. Yeah. That's, but it's, it doesn't change the fact At that first, it's I felt weird. like this was a kidnapping. No. Like someone broke No, 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 no. I think she did get abducted. In the night. Oh, of course. But, Walking, and, but we will we'll get into it. Uh, actually, she had to have run m- into now one remember, weird person. Remember what, how I said this is a weird case? I think it's weird that she ran away, but this is where, to me, it starts to actually get really weird. Okay. On um, February 15th, like I said, they went to search the area. No, no clues came. The highway. They couldn't find any clues. But searches continued throughout the day, and they even got helicopters to do aerial searches. And at some point later in the search, a mom and a daughter, Rally and Debbie Turner... I believe the mom is Rally, uh, were asked by searches, searchers to check their barn that was kind of in that area and other buildings on their property. So when searching an old barn on the property uh, that they said was only to store old furniture and a tractor, they found candy wrappers, an Atlanta Olympics pencil, a Mickey Mouse hair bow, and both the pencil and the hair bow were identified to have belonged to Asia. And also found was a small photo of a young black girl who matched Aisha's description. But when that photo was shown to the family, they didn't recognize it. So whether that's a picture of Aisha or maybe like a taunting like, hey, I'm targeting. Now, something that I think is the way I take it is if it is, isn't a picture of Aisha that maybe she happened to have on her. It was said to be like a wallet size photo, which that's another weird thing, but. Maybe it's is she, which I do think she was taken, and that stuff was left there, or, or, she, she left it there. Yeah, I was thinking that she probably Fuck, found this, this is, shed. This, see, it's so weird. It's I'm, so. I, weird. I think it's more plausible that she packed <coughs> little candies. No, that makes sense. Pictures of herself. Yeah, maybe. I think. The, but, the, but as they, a nine-year-old, you're not really thinking clearly. But, Right. How would a nine-year-old have a picture of herself that the family doesn't recognize? That's what doesn't make sense. That's true. So either it's I'm a badly sure. taken picture of her by someone else or by herself somehow. It is the year 2000, so it's not impossible. She is nine, though. Uh, or it's another person. I don't know. Part of me really well, feels like... Why would she like have that part, if it, another yeah, person? Yeah. Why would she have a picture of herself? Why? I mean, why not? I mean, I, mean, maybe, I don't know, because there was nothing on it identifying her. It wasn't a picture, like an ID picture that said okay. Aisha Degree on it. It was just a picture. I don't know. That's really. And weird. apparently, it's a blurry picture. The picture says, is weird, but the candy wrappers, I could see her just. That's what makes there. me think. Yeah, and it was also a pencil and a hair bow, both that did belong to Aisha. They couldn't identify the picture as her and the candy wrappers which would make sense if she did leave her on her own which she clearly did for whatever reason she would have brought some kind of food and candy seems like something I a 9 year old girl found, would bring yeah she found like a, a a little shed camped out there probably left yeah it's weird doesn't it doesn't make it's a 9 year old girl it doesn't make sense to me but a week after this so if, like a week, a week after the 15th uh, the search which consisted of over 9000 man hours of searching and over a 3 mile of over a 3 mile radius and over 300 leads followed up on the search was, like, the official search was stopped. Uh, during a news conference, the county sheriff, Dan Crawford, said, We have never really had that first good substantial lead 
while also in that conference, urging the community to keep the case alive. I really do think they care about this girl, and I th they, they, the search stopped, but they don't stop, in my opinion. Um. I think it's really, it's disheartening to hear when... When a search know, stops. Yeah. Yeah, but you, know you it's can't like... keep it going. And a nine-year-old girl missing in a wooded area for a, over a week... If they had aerial yeah. view, too, and they still couldn't see anything, like, it's... I mean, it's crazy. Like, yeah. they got the dogs out. Yeah. They got everyone out there yeah, looking. Yeah, the scent got lost. It's There's weird. nothing. But that's weird, too. It's just none of it makes sense. Scent because how the scent goes cold? I don't but understand. That doesn't, but that doesn't clearly doesn't mean anything because she's seen walking alone like an hour later. Yeah. So she clearly made it out of the house. So the scent going cold doesn't mean she was taken. It just means that she's not, she somehow the yeah. scent got cold. I don't get it. I, I, I don't know. The it's science very... behind that is really interesting. I'd like to hear it. You yeah, know? we can get into it one day, of course. Um, but it's very weird. Um, in an article by the Associated Press written about a month after Aisha's disappearance... Uh, John Goad, or Goad, I'm going to say Goad, though. I think that makes more sense to me. Uh, the director of the North Carolina Center for Missing Persons said she doesn't fit any standard profile of a missing child. I don't think a case like hers has happened anywhere, anytime, uh, referring specifically to her age and home life. Like I was saying, she's nine, not in an abusive household, just a little sheltered. I'm thinking she's going off of, like, photographic memory but getting it confused because... Like, mean? she's like obviously things... set, she's set in a direction, right? So I, she I, must have seen that before somewhere. somewhere. Maybe at school, like, I don't someone know. someone driving her somewhere, like maybe going on a trip, something like she is going off a of memory like that, but getting it wrong. I, I, and I going know. in an area that she doesn't know and... There yeah, and weird maybe she there. wasn't meeting someone. Maybe she planned to I be back think... that night, but you know yeah. what's weird? She packed multiple outfits and food she was clearly planning to be there wherever she was for more than a day. She packed multiple outfits. I don't know if she really thought it out. Maybe it was a spur of the moment. I'm going to pack all my shit and she, leave. She no, no, no. She packed the bag, put it in her room, went to bed, stayed up all night pretending to be asleep, clearly. And then once her dad left to left the second time, she grabbed the... It was pre-packed. She grabbed it and took off. So she planned it to some extent. That's really weird. Cause who? What are? What are? You, what are your plans? I, I know. What it's are you weird. planning to go it's out and weird. do? And it's ugh. that's so secretive. It's strange. Um, to get more into that from the same article, uh, Ben Ermini or Ermini, uh, Ben Ermini, a director of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, said kids usually don't start running away until age twelve. And John Goad also, or Goad also said that state officials rarely classify missing children under 10 as runaways because it's just not typical. It really is very rare. Very rare. If you're in a shitty household... But she's not! Yeah, they're a very yeah, yeah. loving, caring family. They're just, she's just a little overprotected, you could say, but they're very loving. It's I don't weird. Know. Maybe weird. there's something else going on that nobody knows about. Maybe at school, but who... Like, you think you think schoolmates would have come forward by now? It doesn't make sense, and I don't know. So let's keep going. In nineteen ninety, yeah, yeah, that's weird. In that same article, they state statistics from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children that state in nineteen ninety nine alone, eight hundred seventy seven thousand children were reported missing. Uh, now ninety three percent of those cases were resolved, um, Thank but let's God. do a uh, what is seven percent. 
of 877,000. That means 61,390 of those missing children's cases were not solved. Because 7% sounds like a low number, but 7% of 877,000 is 61,390. That blows my mind. And I could possibly be getting that wrong. Maybe my math is wrong. I'm doing 0.07 times 877,000. And I believe that's what the math is. Um, so yeah, 60, and that, that makes sense to me because it yeah. happens a lot more than people yeah. think. And that was in 1999. And in North Carolina alone, 6,361 children were, were, were reported missing. Most were runaways, but none were abducted by strangers. Wow. So that's also what make would make this case unique because I do think she was abducted by a stranger. So that would make it the only case known. Well, I think at first she was year. a runaway, and then something happened. Or she had a plan and plan to come back. Along the way, something definitely happened that wasn't supposed to, that wasn't in her plan, or she didn't see coming, and then you know. Yeah. Um, we don't know about it. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's I, really I just can't scary. get over I've been it's thinking really, about this case for like the it, last week. It's, it's so weird. It's hard to think about putting yourself in a position like oh, that. Oh, of course. Yeah. The child, the parents, ev- it, the, it's, the police. It's just it's a an, nine-year-old an overall like, eerie feeling. How do you even like try to go about that case? Figuring out why a nine-year-old who's very sheltered, shy, cautious, very known to be scared, leaves the night on her own accord... And at four in the morning, something almost. gave her a confidence boost because she packed her shit and left with a quickness. So the next lead wouldn't come until over a year and a half later on August 2nd, 2001. Now, this is weird. When Terry Fleming well, was bulldozing a new road through the woods near Highway 18, 26 miles north from Aisha's house. Remember, she was walking south. south. So how... And she had walked, remember, I said a good 50 minutes south. Uh-huh. So, that you know, that's probably only, like, maybe a mile, mile and a half at max if she, if she was really running. Like, maybe, I don't know what walking at a good pace means, speed walking or just keeping she, up. Yeah, she probably was speed walking that bitch because... But, but remember, this is 26 miles north. Now, this is a year and a half later. So somebody picked her ass but up. But this is a year and a half later. So if she is alive... And she did happen to change direction and go north. 26 miles north from Aisha's home in Shelby, he found a weird-looking bag. He noticed it. Now, not not a book bag, but like a bag, like a, like a plastic bag. Uh, I noticed it for a while and didn't bother it. I go in and clean up areas all the time and never think about it, but this looks strange to me. He also said, I thought something could be in it. I didn't want to open open it up in the heat. Um, eventually, though, he did open it up. It's also, I read that he tried to, uh, like, move it with his bulldozer, and he, like, couldn't open it, because he didn't want to, like, touch it, right? Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't open, so he went and opened it, like, cut it open. <laughs> it was a black and beige book bag, double-wrapped in plastic bags. Now, this, uh, is weird. If it's Aisha's book bag at this point, it's, it's double-wrapped double in plastic bags, Really, are they found gonna 26... do tests? Are they going to do tests? Of course. Um, he didn't describe the contents of it, but he said he felt uncomfortable. Uh, he said he also said he tried to call someone, but his phone wouldn't catch service. And when he noticed some writing on the inside of the bag, he copied it onto his own piece of paper and brought it home from work. And he did not disturb the bag further. He just he didn't take anything from inside out. He just opened it. He didn't describe what he found in there, 
but he he copied some stuff on the inside, that, some writing, and he that was, that was it. Uh, so at this point, the bag is still there. Uh, the next morning, on August 3rd, uh, when Terry told his wife the name and phone number he found on the inside of the bag, his wife instantly recognized the name Aisha Degree from the news, and he called the police to report the finding. And after the police collected all the evidence, it was sent to the FBI for testing. So Aisha's bag was found 26 miles north, double-wrapped in plastic bags. Somebody picked her up. So that, that, is a, that is proof right there that she was either with someone or someone kidnapped her. Both. Yeah, it's very weird, man. Someone kidnapped her and she was with him the whole time. He drove her ass north. Now... It's the opposite direction of where she's supposedly going, so you can tell, like... She definitely met someone, and they drove her ass. Very How weird. would she have walked all the way 26 miles north? I don't know. And ended up somewhere. There's no fucking way. On a belly full of candy, at the least. Like, bro. No water, nothing. Okay, so this is... We're going to get into the last ever piece of evidence. So once the test results came back from the bag, it was in fact Aisha's, of course, you know, with her name written in it. But the plastic bags, of course, were not hers. They were found through testing to not belong to her, which, you know, of course, but Did that's they have any proof. prints on them? I didn't find anything. Or if they did, it's being withheld. Um, but For further testing. Whatever. You know, this is in 2001 at this point? Yeah, 2001. Uh, also on this day, August 13, 2001, Sheriff Crawford stated that he had new evidence to believe that she was abducted at some point during the night, which I believe the evidence is the is the plastic bag being... It's overwhelming. I think that's, you know? I think that's the evidence he was that's talking about. That's the overwhelming... That's the evidence. Yeah. It's, that's, that's a, I mean, she was cl- clearly not alone at some point. Uh, inside were clothes, like I said, including... Now, these are thought to be really crucial to the case, but they've never been connected to anything. A new kids on the block T-shirt, but they weren't the clothes she was Slide. seen in. Okay, yeah. so no, she's so not this, this is how kids. we know she packed extra clothes. Yeah, a new kids on the block T-shirt and a Dr. Seuss book, uh, the book uh, McElligot's Pool. Uh, I have never heard of that Dr. Seuss book actually. No, me neither. And like I said, this is the last piece of physical evidence to ever be found. Now there's leads, and we'll get into that, but that's where the investigation kind of just ends there's never evidence you know they try to do their best so it never really ends but it's kind of it's just dead ends from here yeah so let's get into some this is how we're going to end the case we're going to get into some updates after this so we're going to go in chronological order uh, in 2004 a tip was received by an inmate at the county jail but when followed up on bones were found uh but they were found to be animal bones so that was a dead end so my guess is he buried animal bones, wanted attention, yeah. sent them to the bones, or it was just a coincidence, and uh, dead uh, end. Yeah. In 2008, the Degree family established a scholarship in her name for a local student and started hosting an annual walk and fundraiser to raise awareness and money for the case. In 2000, and this is hosted every year. It starts from the, uh, from the Degree home to, I believe, the 26 miles north place where the last evidence was found, or it might go to the place where she was last seen alive. Mm-hmm. It's one of those two. So, in 2015, the FBI announced that they were reinvestigating the case and offered a $25,000 reward for any information that would lead to an arrest, and the community raised it another 20000 so $45,000 reward. 
Also at this time, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children released an age-progressed photo of Aisha, and I'll show you that. I'll show you what she looked like at the time of the age-progressed photo. Well, it looks, it looks like similar. does it, it looks like honestly probably how she would look. Yeah. Like I said, she would be uh, thirty-one at this point. Um, thirty-one or thirty. 31, 31, 32. I honestly couldn't tell you. Did I say 31, 31, or 32? you did. Jesus Christ, He doesn't know how to read or count. I meant to say 30, 31, 32. I'm just really high, guys. I didn't clock I can't do basic math as well. Um, As well. In 2016, so this is really the only big credible lead to come out since. Um, Before we get into that, I am going to rip your Benjamin, though. Ripping the pit. Smacking to the Benjamin. Okay, like I said, 2016. Wow, that's good. Uh, the card, by the way. <coughs> Fuck. It's <coughs> honey leaf. Yeah, it's a honey leaf cartridge. It's the live resin. Pretty sure Not it's the... sour diesel. Is it? I thought it was Skittles. Or maybe. I think it's Skittles. One it's pretty of the good. two. I actually feel a little lightheaded off the head. I think it's the cough. God, for the third time now. In 2016, the biggest lead to come since 2001, since the one in May, or in August, actually, the... Uh, you know that where they found the book bag. A credible lead. I don't know how it's credible, why it's credible, from who, but they just say it's credible. A credible lead stated that Aisha was seen at some point in that night getting into an early 1970s dark green, either a Lincoln Continental Mark X or possibly a Ford Thunderbird from the same era, the 19, early 1970s, on Highway 18 on the morning of the 14th. And it was described as having rust on the wheels at the time. Now, I don't know who would have seen that and not reported it until 2016. But that's so, crazy. But I don't, I don't know why it's credible when I hear that. What I just said to me doesn't seem credible. But the FBI, the police, they say it's credible. And I'm going to show you this car because it is a very distinct car. Now, this is, like I said, a very distinct car. Yeah, it was it dark, is. this, but dark green. Now, the picture I'm showing her is brown or a Ford Thunderbird 1970. A, kind of similar. You know, it's, it, it, look at, dude, dark green yeah. Ford Thunderbird 1970. She was seen getting into a car like this. Apparently, it's credible. I don't know how, but it is. Um, I am planning on opening up a website for the podcast, and once I do... You guys, I'll be posting pictures. I'll we po- also have merch. I forgot to mention. <laughs> I wish. Um, I'll be posting the pictures of these cars, the pictures of Aisha, the, the, the when she was young, and the one of the thing. I have pictures of the book bag that was found with the New Kids on the Block t-shirt and the book with the with the wrapping on it. I have all these pictures. I, I, there, might, there might be pictures of the candy wrappers and the pencil that was found. I'm not sure. But once that comes up, guys, I'll be saying in the beginning of an episode and you guys can go back and look at the cases and the pictures of the evidence but that's i mean they haven't really gotten anything since then um in november 20 like on this lead that was 2016 in november 2020 marcus mellon a registered sex offender convicted of sex crimes against children in 2014 wrote to the shelby star saying that asia was murdered and that he knew where to find the body but this was just a dead end it seems like just Trying a to sick get attention. fuck wanting attention. That is the last lead to come for this case. But I do have one last thing I want to share. In 2022, this is a quote <clears throat> I copied directly from 
the Inside the FBI podcast uh, 22 years after the disappearance. On this episode, Detective Adams from the Cleveland County Sheriff's Office said, There has been work done on it regularly. It's not a cold case. It's a case that we continue to work. We want to find answers. We want to find out what happened to her. Her body has never been recovered, so we're, along with her parents, we hope that she's alive. I have worked some cold cases before, and basically, to me, a cold case is when you work all the leads you can work and put it on the shelf. You've done everything you can do. That's not the way with this case. There's plenty of work to do. As I sat up in my office this morning before I left, looking at the boxes and files of information, I came up with tons of things I wanted to do. So there's always work to do on this case, and we are pursuing it. Good. We're committed to finding out what happened to her because it's not an unsolved homicide or anything like that. This is a child that's out there and has not been found yet, and we're committed to making it happen. It's not cold. And that's all I have for this case. So Yeah, pretty... that's pretty insane that a person can go missing it, like that and it's just weird. never be recovered, like ever. It is very, very weird. Just um, disappear. Pack a bag, just leave. Yeah, the nine-year-old girl, for seemingly no reason, no classmates have ever come out saying, you know, they, after when they were interviewed by police, every classmate, and these are kids, you know, they maybe they would think they'd get in trouble if they said something, but you think by now they would have come out and said something, but they seemed like they, like, let me go back, like, these are direct quotes. They said that she was funny, lighthearted, and always happy. Yeah, it's hard that's to a say. Quote from the she FBI. she was probably going somewhere. Like she thought but she could get was you know she go on out coming back. Maybe she only packed Maybe. a couple clothes. But is her nine year old brain thinking, okay, this is enough to last me for the rest of my life? Like I see, I seen on TV a little hobo packing his shit on a stick. Yeah, she like, probably she's thought a nine, like a nine year old girl. You know, and that sounds stupid. Like that she would think that, but. That's something I might have thought at night. No, I but agree. I would have never thought to run away. But honestly, I do have a story of I got a little mad one time and I threatened to run away. But all I did was go out and I just I got pouty behind my trash can and hid. I would have never actually run away. So I don't. I and did. I, plus, I don't even know how old I was. I would have been at that point. I had to ask my mom. I think I was like eight, and I had packed. Now I want to ask her. But I, I packed know she all is. my things, and I packed Jasmine's things, and me and Jasmine and Dustin were out on the street. We were walking. We got to the crossroad, and then a neighbor saw us, and she went and told our parents that we were out walking the streets with all of how our stuff. You? Like eight. Mm. Jesus. Weird. But, yeah, but it's different when you have an abusive household as a kid. She didn't, and yeah. that's what's weird, because that's, what that's what that article said. Taking into account her age, and her home life. Yeah. That's what makes it so weird. My plan was to go live with my aunt. Maybe she had a plan. Maybe she was going to her aunt's house. That's what I'm but saying. But you think like, they would know if she was going in the direction of her aunt's house? But she doesn't really... Plus, what if she doesn't really know? Because I didn't really know where to go either. But it's also said that she... They, they Remember, like, her grandma lived right across the street. I but don't like, know. But, like, you're not trying to go see your grandma. You're trying to go do something specific, you know? So, like... She was trying to do something specific that... But what... that That's the whole thing with this yeah. case. And I think that's why I'm so interested in this case. Why... And what, what brought was her a back north 26 miles? Yeah. What brought her back? But if she was seen at that point in the night getting into that car, that would make sense. That she'd be able to get that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But that was found 
a year and a half later. So if she was still alive, she could have walked back that way. But if she was heading south, you think it's just it's very weird. And the thing with this case is you could speculate all day. Like, you really could. There's so much with this case, and it's very interesting. And, um, yeah, that's all I really got for it. But uh, I say that we end the episode just by talking a little bit about what I... I, I want to talk about what I have planned for the podcast a little bit before we end it. And I also want to smoke another bowl. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll give some final thoughts on the case, too. But, uh, yeah, really interesting. Pretty interesting. high off the first bowl in the pen rips. I think it's because also we came in a little high. Oh, she's just going right into it. Let's start talking. Alright. Sorry. Alright, you're fine. Smoke up. Your turn. Alright, so while I am getting this hit ready for myself, I am going to talk about, like I said, some things that I want to talk about the podcast. So, I, well, I feel like we've only really covered crime cases even though our name starts with conspiracies. Our first case was kind of a conspiracy member. It was that weird dancing plague where a bunch of people died because they couldn't stop dancing. Okay, I get it. So it's parts. So the first part is we got the conspiracy down. Now we're doing the crimes. But we only got one episode of conspiracy. <laughs> I think you're a little too high right now. I think no, you that are... makes sense. Think... Put it down in the poll. Does that make sense? That's the poll. The poll just doesn't make sense? Question doesn't mark? Does it make sense? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, that, that's going to be the poll. I was going to cut this part out until you said that because now people need to... Because it's just funny. Because now that poll, that poll is fucking hilarious. But does it make sense? It does gives, it make sense? If no one wa- watches the episode, they just read the poll. <laughs> so I want to do some... I'm interested in like... Uh, Maybe like some kind of paranormal thing or like some haunting. Let's or, do aliens. Or an alien, I was going to say. Aliens, aliens. A UFO landing. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah, let's do, do Roswell. Well, I be- Area 50. We can do Roswell. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do Roswell. That sounds like fun. Was I that a good a idea lo- or I have what? a lot of fun. I'm full of great ideas, guys. I, Is been, that the poll? I actually have a couple ideas, though, I will say. I have two serial killers I started research on. Joseph Callinger, mm. a super schizophrenic uh, like untreated schizophrenia to the max would involve his children in his crimes. Very interesting. Also, Jerry Brudos, the shoe fetish killer. He's in Mindhunter. We never finished that. He's fucking disgusting. He's also, he, he has a very funny story. It's not funny, but there's some moments in there that are very laughable. Um, what the hell? You, are you going to give you a little, a little sneak, like, like, a, like an idea of what the funny part is? I guess. So he's trying to like, like threaten this girl to like rape her right he's like a kid at this point this is not funny so or like far. or like do something no 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 no. maybe he wants to like take her shoes or something i don't know because he's like what a shoe fetish I, I i haven't researched this part yet but it's like in the back of my head and uh and so what the, what he does is he pretends that he's also getting like held up so he runs away and then comes back in like the robber outfit and threatens her and runs away as a robber and then comes back as himself like fake sweating like oh my god like Mrs. are you Doubtfire? okay yes like Mrs. Doubtfire what oh my the god. fuck that's fucking it's that's what I'm saying it's literally like, almost like Mrs. Doubtfire um, so yeah we'll get into that what but, uh, the hell yeah Roswell be fun I want to do some cryptid stuff like Mothman and Chupacabra and stuff like that I love Bigfoot. that El Chupacabra nice tongue rolls you sound like a like a Looney Tune. El Alright, I'm gonna take this hit. FedEx is zooming down the road, guys. 
What are their trucks tapped out at? Like 65? Everyone's packages are just fucking going berserk back there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good thing I'm not getting FedEx delivery today. I'm getting uh, USPS. I also, like I said, I'm doing the website soon. Uh, just a basic website. Just to, you know, keep everything a little organized and get some information about the cases and our podcast all in the same place. I think it'd be good. Also, I say this every time, but... Yeah, check out the uh, social medias, uh, Instagram, CCAC Podcast, and uh, uh, Conspiracy Crimes and Cannabis on every, probably every uh, platform you can think of. Literally. We're on MySpace. Yeah, we're on MySpace. Uh, You can listen to our podcast on MySpace. I'm on on Pandora Music. On Deezer, Pandora. Pandora. Oh my (laughs) fucking God. I forgot about Pandora. (laughs) Remember when, wasn't that you... You couldn't play a song. You had to listen to radios. Like, you would pick a radio based off a genre, and you just had oh, to listen oh, to it. Oh, you were forced. And you paid for it. Yeah, it wasn't like so three like, bucks a month, and you couldn't pick your music you want to listen to. They had a gun to your head. Yeah, fuck Pandora. But you can also listen to us on Pandora. Conspiracy Crimes and Cannabis. Yeah. That's, yeah, social media. Hit medias. up our MySpace, yeah. If you want to email us your stories, contact ccacpodcast at gmail.com. And look out for a new episode next Wednesday and um, a lazy Sunday episode maybe on Sunday, maybe a little earlier if just to make up for all this shit that's been going on. Depends on when I get it written. I only have three stories so far. But one's going to take up like 30 minutes. We're going to talk about the Idaho shit going on in Idaho. Oh, yeah. With the college students. <laughs> that's a big, and big I, thing. I, right had, I had talked about it. I, I have a whole lazy Sunday episode written that we just didn't record. But the stories are too outdated now. I could probably take a couple of those and keep them because they're just interesting. But Yeah, why not after all? I, but I, I, wrote, I wrote about the Idaho incident when it was first starting. And I was like, I was like thinking it was going to be just, I, I was like, this is very sad. They haven't sad. figured it out yet, I have was, they? No, I was just thinking. This is disheartening I was as just, fuck. I was just thinking this is very sad, very brutal, but I thought it would get solved. And now, to because me, it's looking... Because it's smart. It's, it's, it, we're in such a new era. It's something like this shouldn't happen now. Literally, but it is. you should get caught for you could get caught for everything now, but like, why have they not found this this person? I don't understand. Yeah, and but you also have the problem with internet sleuths muddying the waters. They're a very sad story, but we're gonna do kind of not like a deep dive into it, but it's gonna take up a little bit of time since I'm gonna recap the whole thing. So yeah, look forward to that uh, Sunday or sooner, and this is gonna come out, I believe, the twentieth or the twenty first. So thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. One more time, guys. CCAC Podcast on Instagram. Please follow us. Rate us five stars. Leave us a written review, guys. If you do, you know I'll shout you out and read the review on air. Period. And uh, I, it makes a, it really makes us want to keep doing it. it. It keeps us motivated. Chris always wants to do it anyways, though. You know? I always am asking. Yeah. Uh, we just been sick. Shit's been going on. But uh, yeah. All right. Thank you for people who've been listening. Uh, share with your friends. You know, people who love true crime, who love weed, who love both. You know, and who love one or the us. Other. If they like weed and they're not into true crime, get them into true crime. Period. It's interesting, man. It really is. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Also, sorry for the auto, audio quality problems, if there are any. We're recording in our garage, and there might have been, you know, some birds in the background, some cars driving by at some that'll, points. That'll just sound really cute, though. The birds it's chirping. Some, yeah, some ambience, but also, I don't know how the, the echo of the room we're in. It's a big garage, but... It, it's like bigger than the rest of our, any other room in our fucking house. 
really fuck. weird, right? It is. We should just move into this fucking this room. This is like a two-car garage, if you think about it. It is a two-car garage, yeah. and we don't even park any cars in here. All right, we're getting off topic. We're an hour and 15 minutes in. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We're high, though. We're repeating ourselves. CCAC podcast on Instagram. Stop! <laughs> right. Bye. Bye. Share with your friends.